Welcome to Second City Sports on our new home, live, local, and in living color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. <clears throat> Along with Miss Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D A zero. That's S I D K I D A zero. You can follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter, as you can see right there at the bottom, or at Keena underscore McGee on the IG. You can follow Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all the other social media places, simply as Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, at Sports Zone Chicago, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and right here on YouTube. You can also follow our audio version of our podcast, Second City Sports at War Media. Once again, that W-A-R Media. That's, you can follow them on all social media platforms, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, that W-A-R Media, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Lakina, I know we're, uh, you can also uh, give give us your thoughts on any of the topics that we discussed on today's show by simply going to our Facebook page or you watching us here on YouTube only on Sports Zone Chicago. Make sure uh, you go to Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook and YouTube and we'll post your comments right there. Our super producer, technical producer, Ivan Vargas, will be along with us in just a moment. Uh, he'll post your comments up on screen wherever topics we discuss. Uh, whether you agree or disagree, just be respectful, and we'll post your comments on the air. Lakina, before we get started, I know we have a lot of new listeners uh, that are listening to us on Sports Town. Uh, not Sports Town. Ooh, I just said it. <laughs> Sports Zone Chicago. Shout out to Sports Town Chicago, part of the I- ICB network. But uh, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. And and I know I always give you the respect that you deserve. This is your show, and we have not a lot of new, new listeners. Um, many of them don't know. Uh, how we got started. So, uh, give since you're the you're the creator of the show, you're the first lady and only a lady of this show. Please mm-hmm. give our audience uh, how the, did this show get started? Well, basically, when I was at uh, Illinois Media School in the downtown Chicago campus, I had a chance to, of course, you know, while there, you get a chance to do your own various you know, radio shows and podcasts. So, started doing that right before I graduated from there. Did it for a few years, and then the, and then the pandemic hit. You know, like with everything else, mm-hmm. things were shut down. So we found a kind of a new way of doing it. We were doing it for about a little over a year on WeAreRegalRadio.com. <laughs> Shout out to Kyle and the guys for giving us this opportunity to do that. Uh, <laughs> and now we're doing this. I mean, we've been doing it for, I know, Sid, you joined me about three years ago. We're yep. a little over three years ago now. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yes. And we look, we talk, you know, we talk, you know, sports, both locally and nationally. We, you know. We, we do a little bit of everything. We talk a little bit of, you know, just about every sport you can think of, just about, not all of it. But, you know, we, we just want to give you guys a chance to kind of give us a new sort of way of, you know, kind of do what we've been doing in podcast for. Now we're doing it live. We're doing it live now. So that's how, though, that's how we kind of started doing this. <laughs> L-I-V-E live entertainment. <laughs> I'll give you guys a little bit of my background. Of course, I graduated from the Illinois Media Schools, ICB back then. Back in 2002, and of course, I worked at a religious station for a couple of years. And of course, I worked at Sporting News Radio, which was is based in Northbrook, Northbrook, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. I did that for about a year and, of course, had a little break there for a while. And then, of course, got back into it with We Are Rico Radio, uh, of course, with the Dean Davis show. Shout out to Ken and DeMond's. Uh, that was a great show. That was the longest mm-hmm. show uh, running on uh, ChicagolandSportsRadio.com next to yours, Lakina. Uh, for many years uh, in that downtown Chicago campus. Of course, I worked with a couple of afternoon shows uh, after that with Jason Kessner and Charles Prodigy, Richie, Corey, 
Ralph Hill and all those guys. So uh, I, I'm sorry. I said I was going to uh, name anybody because if I did, I would forget people. But, you know, shout out to Kyle Means, everybody at War Media. We still rock with them. You're going to hear the audio version of our shows uh, going forward from them. So uh, we still have a great relationship, of course. Working with Dean Davis, I'm still on the flip. I haven't been on there the last couple of episodes, but you can hear me on there with Ken Davis, uh, Jason Kessner, Demond Sproul, and crew on Flipping Friends. Of course, now Davis has the, that Davis show now, no longer the Dean Davis show. So this is this is how I ended here. I joined you about three years ago, and, and having the time of my life. Not saying that I didn't know the Dean Davis show. We all did. We broke ground, and now look where we are. Look what Ken is doing. He's still. Uh, guest host ho- hosting right here on Sports Town Sports Zone Chicago. Good, I got to get that out of my mind. Sports Zone Chicago uh, uh, on the Sean and Maya show. Of course, he's a new host of the NBC Sports Chicago podcast under center. That's a Chicago Bears podcast, so he's doing big things. So uh, we're trying to create a lane for uh, others to follow, and that's we hope that we could do that for any future broadcasters. And the only thing that I can tell you guys is whatever topics we cover, we're going to give you our opinions and give you our thoughts. We'll give you the facts and we're just going to be ourselves. Uh, we're going to be serious at times. We're going to just have fun. The bottom line is we're just going to have fun. This is sports. We're not solving the world's issues. Yes, we'll probably get touchy at times, but we're not going to cross the line. So you, you guys just listen to us. We're going to have fun. Uh, we're going to have a lot of breaking news, I'm sure, during this time slot. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and we're going to talk some things not political, of course, but we're going to talk some things outside of sports, you know, uh, human interest stories, sports, music, and we're just going to have fun. So thank you guys for joining us here again as you're listening to Sega City Sports on our new home or Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Cindy Brown along with Lakina McGee. We'd like to also thank uh, everybody at, at Sports Zone Chicago, Maya Kai and Sean Sierra for giving us this opportunity. So uh, hopefully we can repay you guys back by doing a great job. And uh, you supporters and listeners and viewers out there, uh, uh, thank you very much for your support already. And uh, let's see what happens. I'm ready for this new journey, Lakina. Let's get it started by discussing last night's game. We're not recorded, so we can discuss things live, Lakina. I'm, yep. I'm happy to do that. So let's get started with some baseball. As we start local, of course, the Chicago White Sox and the New York Yankees squared off in the state of Iowa last night in the inaugural Field of Dreams game. The White Sox defeated the New York Yankees by the score of 9-8. to eight. Tim Anderson, a.k.a. Mr. Swag, mm-hmm. um, lifted the Sox from a, from a one-run deficit uh, to give the Sox the victory with a two-run home run. First pitch off of closer Zach Britton, Lakina. Before we break down the uh, – well, let's break down the game first, and that has a couple of the follow-up questions after this. But let's break down the game. Lance Lynn, he started on last-minute notice. Of course, it was supposed to be Carlos Rodon, but Carlos Rodon has a shoulder inflammation or fatigue, I should say. We'll see what, what happens this time next week, if he's off the injured list or not. But I thought Lance Lynn did okay. He wasn't great. He wasn't terrible. He did okay for an emergency start. Michael Kopech was okay. Liam Hendricks was the sore spot. Gave up um, those four runs in the ninth inning. Of course, Aaron Judge hit a two-out, two-run home run. Of course, John Carlos Stanton, that ball is still going into the cornfield mm-hmm. uh, as the Yankees took the lead at the time. But, of course, uh, the White Sox never quit, and, and they came away with a 9-8 victory. Yeah, Um I think just let's start with like the beginning of the game for a second, all the pregame pageantry and all of that. Fox did a really good job, you know, with the production and everything with the game. You had 
Um, they'll you have Frank Thomas, you know, who of course Hall of Famer, and of course longtime White Sox. He actually was playing the James Earl Jones role in the move in the field of, dream, of the dreams. Movie. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but then, like the cool thing about it is that you had A Rod and Big Poppy David Ortiz, kind of you know, wanting to play catch. You know, A Rod wanted to play catch. Hopefully, we can get the clip up for you guys to to see if you didn't watch it. But you know, basically, you know, Poppy told him, "Look, I'm not playing with you. You're, you're a Yankee. I'm a Red Sox. I don't want to play with you. <laughs> you get out of here." But also too, um, you know that that, that the beautiful entrance, you know that, you know it was a little, a little over four minutes, but you had Kevin Costner coming in, reenacting that last scene from Field of Dreams where you know he built the build the, uh, the the field, and then like all the players, you know his dad and you know all the players come in. Unlike you know the movie, you had like living, breathing players, but still it was just it was a really nice moment. Now as far as the game, look, I think this is a game that I think that a lot of if you're a baseball fan, if you're not a baseball fan, this is something that, you know, this was a, a really great moment. If you didn't watch the movie, you know, Field of Dreams, you should. I mean, you had had a little bit of everything. You had, you know, the White Sox, you know, had that had that great start. And then the Yankees came back and then the Sox came back again. It was sort of like back and forth. You know, you thought that maybe, you know, that the Sox could probably perhaps maybe finish it off. But then, mm-hmm. you know, Hendricks gave up, you know, the tying run. And then, but then... But then, you know, Tim Anderson came back with that, you know, very first, you know, first pitch and then just, you know, in that right there. But just a very exciting game. And and also, too, with the with the weekend, you know, stretching out. I mean, this is, you know, they're off today because, you know, it's a travel day. So they're coming back here to Chicago to play the rest of the weekend series. But I think if you're the White Sox, this is what you wanted because, you know, you had that tough, you know, mini two-game sweep against Minnesota. So you needed this to sort of, like, get back into sort of the, you know, get kind of, like, get the – you know, write the not write, not you know, like get the the confidence back. You know, it's good for everything else. So it's it's you know, it was a great game all around. And hopefully, though, it won't match the pageantry from this year. But I know the Cardinals and the Cubs they're going to be playing in next year's um, game. But I think you know the Rays were actually really good for Fox. So I think this is something that was really cool. And I don't know who thought of that that you know reenacting that entrance from that last scene, but it definitely kind of like gotcha gotcha. Uh, the juices flowing for the game. Uh, focusing on the White Sox side first, of course, it was nice to see the, the power come uh, coming from those guys as we talked about all year long. Uh, this team can hit home runs, but they hit them in spurts, and there's times that this team struggles offensively, but it was nice to see them come out of their shell last night, of course. Eloy Jimenez with a big three-run home run, of course. Jose Abreu was the first player to hit a home run in regular season play in the state of Iowa in that first inning last night to get the Sox on the board and the game rolling. And Sebi Savala, what a story mm-hmm. he has been uh, over the last month or so. Of course, Zach Collins, who was supposed to be the regular starting catcher, hasn't played in a while. Of course, the regular starting catcher, Yasmani Grandal, is currently on the on the injured list. And Sebi Savala has been playing very well, and he hit a home run last night. So it was nice to see the power starting to come from these guys and, and what's been the theme all year long Lakina for the White Sox is starting pitching not getting hurt and guys that are filling in for the guys that were hurt early in the year uh doing their role playing their part as well and so and that's what you saw last night yeah I think it's I think for for the psyche for the Sox I mean you know you, you're gonna have that you know ebbs and flows of the season I think this will definitely help and we'll see what happens in the rest of the weekend series because I think there's going to be they avoid Garrett Cole, which is you know if you're the White Sox, I think, and you're a White Sox fan, I think you're you're feeling you know pretty good that you get to miss Cole, but you, you have a pretty tough 
you know, tough next couple of games with the Yankees. So hopefully if you at least win the series, I think that can only help, you know, with the psyche to kind of kick off that very tough stretch. You got Oakland Monday. Then after that, next Friday, you have, you got to go at Tampa. Then you got to go at Toronto after that. So mm-hmm. if you can at least win the series against the, you know, the Yankees, this can only help sort of like the confidence and show that maybe you can beat these teams because you probably got to face those teams as you get into the playoffs. So this can only help, you know, the, the confidence for the light sucks. Yeah. And I don't know if you paid attention to the comments from Tim Anderson. He was being interviewed by Tom Verducci from Fox last night. Nice hat from Mr. Verducci, by the way, going old school, mm. 20 and 30s, 1930s style. But uh, Tim Anderson said it best. Uh, this team didn't quit referring to the White Sox. And, and this is and this was the first time the White Sox had been the Yankees all year. Of course, the Yankees swept the White Sox and Yankees Stadium back in early May. Anderson talked about it. This team doesn't quite. You need to uh, learn how to win games like this. Uh, everything's not going to go your way, and you have to fight till the end. The Sox were rewarded last night, and you like to see the fight in these guys. And we we've seen that all year. We we talk about Tony Larusa. We talk about the bullpen, which struggled at times uh, before the trade deadline. Uh, outside the Liam Hendricks hiccup, uh, the White Sox I thought played a good game last night. Now they had that one error which I didn't like. So the defense has to tighten up. But overall, I thought it was a good performance last night, and they overcame some obstacles to to win that contest. Yes. Yeah, I think that's what you want if you're the White Sox. If you can prove that you can win these kind of games where this, you know, a slugfest and, you know, you give up a lead, but then you're able to come right back and sort of, you know, win it and win the whole thing. So it'll be interesting to see what, especially with the schedule that I just mentioned with all the, the tough games and the series that they got coming up. Let's see how they measure up to sort of those top tier teams in the AL. So it's going to be a very interesting stretch for the White Sox, no doubt. You're listening to Second City Sports Live, L-I-V-E Live, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Browns. We talk about the Chicago White Sox and the Field of Dreams game that t- that took place last night in the state of Iowa. The White Sox coming out on top nine to eight. Lakina, I have to ask you this question. Of course, Commissioner Ma- Rod Manfred before the game said that, that he's going to have another one of these games next year. Uh, uh, it's clearly to see that the game of baseball was the winner last night. So MLB, two thumbs up, uh, great job. Two thumbs up to Fox as well. I want to ask you, uh, which teams will you think will be in the game next year? I, I have several. Well, but I want to get your opinion for it. Uh, well, your, actually, your they, opinion first. Well, actually, they already kind of. I think Rossi, David Ross, the manager for the Cubs, kind of spilled the tea. Is going to be Cubs and Cardinals, from what I've heard. So it's not official yet, but that's. Sounds like that's going to be the game for next year. It's not going to equal the pageantry that we saw from last year because, you know, having the players come out from the cornfields and they, thankfully, you know, no one's claustrophobic because those cornfields, like they, like they can be kind of like, you know, <laughs> kind of like tight spaces at times, but it's not going to match any of that. But at the very least, can they, you don't want to end up like they do with the winter classic for hockey. You don't want it to be kind of like real you know, watered down. So maybe have, you know, have the game next year, wait maybe a couple of years and maybe do it again. So that way you can kind of have the, you won't ruin the newness of it and sort of, you know, you won't, you know, ruin like the feel of it. It'll be a lot more organic. So it's going to be hard to top what we saw last night. I agree with you. It's going to be hard to top what happened last night because everything happened so magically. Of course, Kevin Costner coming out, as you mentioned, uh, shaking players of, of each team, the starting, uh, the starting lineup, 
And of course, there was movie clips played throughout the uh, broadcast. I know that's not going to happen again next year. Talking about Kevin Carson coming out, that's just not going to happen. But if, you, if it's true that you said that Cubs and Cardinals will be next year, that's a, that's not a great idea. And here's why: because we know, and we'll get into the rest of uh, the worst and, and best of this of MLB this past week later on this hour. But uh, the Cubs are going to be in a rebuild. I know they sell; they're a big market team, and this kind of gets into my next point. They're a big market team. They're a worldwide team, and they, they deserve to play in this game, but not now because unless baseball knows something that we don't, this Cubs team is going to stink next year. Now, the Cardinals, they deserve to be in this game. I don't know the Cubs-Cardinals. That's that's too soon. You got to have the New York Mets up in there because they uh, no matter what anybody says outside of New York City, the Mets are just like the White Sox here in Chicago. They're this ball-headed stepchild to the big brother. You got to have the Philadelphia Phillies in there. You got to have the Boston Red Sox in there. You definitely have got to have the Los Angeles Dodgers in there, whether people like them or not. Those teams I just mentioned, they got to have their chances first above Cubs Cardinals because Cubs Cardinals, yes, it's an historic rivalry, but they don't deserve to be ahead of Boston in the Los Angeles Dodgers. I would try to get one of those two teams in that game next year. Now, I heard someone uh, locally here in Chicago say this morning that it should be like Thanksgiving Day, The even though this is technically a White Sox home game. Uh, the White Sox should host whoever next year in Iowa. Do you keep it as a yearly thing? Do you agree with that or not? Because I, I said it sounds like a good idea, but I'm not so sure that's going to be a great idea because technically it's a White Sox home game, and Mr. Jerry Weinstorf, the owner, doesn't like money coming out of his pocket. Well, I think for that reason, I don't think they're going to, that's not going to work. You're not going to be mm -hmm. able to sort of sell that to, you know, Jerry Rice or the rest of the, uh, the rest of the White Sox uh, ownership, because like you said, they're going to want that money and mm -hmm. they're not going to want to have to, you know, give, you know, give up a, a home game. It's bad enough they had to give up a home game this time because, you know, of everything. So I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think like I, like I've been saying, do it every couple of years. Don't do it every year because you're going to ruin the, the uniqueness of the game. I, I doubt you're going to get Kevin Costner take time out of his busy schedule to, you know, do what he needs to do and, you know, reenacting those scenes. It won't be as organic. So I would say maybe just wait another, wait another year, then do it next year. Cause if they were supposed to have done it last year, of course, with the pandemic, they couldn't do it. So, you know, they did it this year. And I just think that you just, it kind of like just ruins the, the newness of it and sort of the uniqueness of it. So just do it every couple of years. You don't want to water it down. Yeah, do you guys agree, agree with Lakina or not? You can um, uh, post your comments on our Facebook page and right here on YouTube. Uh, just search for Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, Sports Zone Chicago on our Facebook and YouTube pages. You will get your comments on if you agree with, with Lakina or not. Should it be every year, like your truly says? Or with, as Lakina says, it should be every couple years. I'll say this, Lakina. It should be every year just like hockey does uh, with the winter classic. Now, like I said just a few moments ago, you don't have to try it out Kevin Costner out there every year. That's Like you said, that's going to water it down. Just play the game and you'll be fine. And you're not going to have the players try it out, try it out into the, the outfield from the cornfield either. And that, that was a once-in-a-lifetime thing, and which was special. But like you said, it's moments like they just cannot recreate every year. That, now, that those two parts will be watered down. All the more reason to, I think, you know, just keep, if you want to keep the freshness of it, sort of the uniqueness of it, the newness of it, do it every couple of years. Cause every, you know, you don't know, look what's happened with the, the winter classic in hockey. It's, you know, we can kind of say it's sort of starting to water it down. So 
I would say, you know, maybe do it every couple of years. That way you can kind of get, you know, people, you know, going. And then maybe who knows in a couple of years, the Cubs will be contending at, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I, I just want to kind of like, just make sure that it all sort of like, you know, just, just keep the, keep the freshness of the news of it. Yeah. Armando Laura Jr. Uh, uh, welcome to our hey, show. Amanda. Thank you. Uh, he says every two years sounds good. So he's with you, Lakina. So you guys agree with Lakina or you do you agree with me? Just go to our Facebook page and our YouTube page at Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, at Sports Zone Chicago on our YouTube and Facebook pages. Uh, put put your comments in there and we'll get them on live. Keep it clean and keep it uh, at least and at the very least PG rated, folks. <laughs> That's all yes, we ask yes, for the, for the yes, comment section. Yes. Now, going back to my earlier point, if if baseball is going to do this every year, if you said the Cubs Cardinals is going to be next year, I get the historic uh, history uh, behind that rivalry, but it's too soon because the Cubs are going to stink next year. And the Cardinals are always competitive, even though they're having a down year this year. Excuse me. But uh, uh, that, that matchup for that type of game is too soon. You got to have Boston in there. You got to have the Dodgers in there. You got to have Philadelphia in there. Eventually, you got to have the New York Mets up in there and maybe the Houston Astros. For baseball, uh, and people may disagree with me, and that's okay. You got to have your big market teams in there every year. I'm not saying Cubs Cardinals couldn't sell in the Field of Dreams game, but the way the, the, way the Cubs are going, we'll get to them later, that it's too soon to have that matchup. I will tr- find, find a way to get. I know uh, the the logical choice will be Boston and the Yankees in there. I think you'll it, uh, baseball continues this field the dream series every year. Uh, eventually, you'll have Yankees Red Sox. I would have that first, then Cubs Cardinals. But the Yankees will be there for the second year in a row. That, I don't think that's why uh, it won't probably won't happen next year anyway with Boston and Yankees. But eventually, you'll get those two teams to battle in that game. But I will try. I would have tried to get the Dodgers in there for next year or Boston. Because you're trying to sell this game to the casual fan, and that's some that's a problem that baseball has right now. Well, I mean, the you know the White Sox, you know, they're actually in first place. They're up about eleven and a half, eleven games in the AL Central. So, you know, and also to the Yankees are always going to sell. So I think that's sort of like you know the, you kind of let down with that. You know, we'll see what happens next year with the Cubs. The Cubs aren't at the very least turning the corner. Maybe because say you're not going to get the big raise. I mean, unfortunately, you know. For the first time, you know, the Cubs lost consecutive games by 10-plus runs for the fourth time in the modern era since 1900. They were outscored by 28 runs in the Brewer series. It's the worst-ever run differential at Wrigley. So, yeah, I mean, look, I think you, you're hoping they can at least turn the corner at the very least so that maybe you can sell that game. Maybe they will Maybe they will do, I don't know, Astros-Dodgers maybe if they want to do a, you know, the interleague sort of style, but you know, let, let you know what I it, it'll be interesting though to see. And like I said, the card the, the Cardinals Cubs, that's sort of like the that that's kind of like the, you know, the 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 rumors that's been spreading around. Like I said, you know, Rossi spilled the tea a couple of days ago. So we'll see once that's official. Nothing's official yet. But you know, let you know what's it let, let's move on to talk about, you know, I we talked about the Cubs already. They unfortunately they're they're <laughs> they're terrible. So I I I gave you the stats. So we will spell we'll spare you the uh the, the minute, the time, and the minutes, you know, talking about the Cubs because they're not going to be very good. They're probably tanking. So who knows? But what what impressed you so far this week in major leagues? Uh, Shohei Atani, as we said before uh, on our podcast, uh, he's your hands down winner for 
the American League MVP. Uh, he did his thing last night. He approves his record to 7-1 with the 2.93 ERA as the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, if they're, they're going to be called. Uh, their record mm -hmm. is at 58 and 58 on the season. They defeated the Toronto Blue Jays 6-3. to uh, Otani uh, pitches uh, six strong innings. Lakina, as we talked about uh, with Otani, uh, I know many people has called this guy a new generation Babe Ruth. Uh, this is probably the only thing that we'll get close to seeing Babe Ruth in our lifetime, Lakina, a Babe mm -hmm. Ruth type player. Uh, yeah, he he's amazing. Just, uh, I know he had Tommy John surgery a couple years ago. He was just relegated to hitting, but uh, he, he's he's an amazing player. Hopefully, he can stay healthy for the, the rest of his career. Now, on the flip side for Toronto, we talked about this before too. Uh, if you listen to uh, our our preview shows before the season started, I had Toronto over. I forgot who I had them over. I think I had them over Houston as your AL wildcard winner. So Toronto, mm -hmm. uh, this is a bigger story, a big loss for them last night. They're in the hunt for the AL wildcard race, but they had the chance to perhaps sneak into the AL East race, which is probably not going to happen now. But they're still in the fight that lasts for that for that AL wildcard race. And it was a, a big loss for them last night. Yeah, that was a tough one. And I, I saw that game last night. And and look, like we said, I mean, you know, pitching has been an issue for Toronto. And unfortunately, that's what killed them yesterday. But again, look, they're going to, you know, that bad loss to the Angels. I mean, thanks. Well, uh, Otani has something to do with that, too. But but, you know, and I think look, there's still a lot of time. There's still two and a half back in that wild card spot. We'll see what happens. I mean, that that's. I mean, it's sort of unfortunate that, you know, maybe they're not ready. Maybe they'll be ready next year. But, look, I think look, there's still a lot of fight in that Toronto team. So I, I think that they really are going to sort of make a case for the, their wild card spot. And I think that they're not they're not done. You know, they're, they're – they're, I think they'll be fine. I mean, look, you still got about, what, seven weeks left in the season. So they can mm -hmm. kind of – they still play the Rays and the Red Sox a lot during that stretch. They play the White Sox too, as we mentioned, you know, next week. So they'll they'll have their shot to kind of – you know, gain some ground. Now, I have to say, the AL East, <laughs> I mean, the AL East, <laughs> I should say, that that whole, like, I think nobody wants to win the division. Like, you know, they're playing mm -hmm. hot potato. Like, you know, the Phillies are in first place right now. They're up a half game in the mess. The Mets still have won a couple of games in a row. They're kind of trying to sneak back into it, you know, winning, mm -hmm. you know, comeback win last night against the Nationals. The Braves are, are hanging on. I don't, you know, they lost last night, but I don't think they'll be able to, I think not having Acuna Jr., I think that's going to really going to, like I said before in our podcast, I mean, that's really what's going to, you know, kill yeah. them in the end. The Giants, you know, they're not <laughs> they're not going away. They've won five in a row, so they're, you know, they're not going to, it doesn't like they're going to really go to that NLS, so, you know, that's probably, I don't, I'm not going to give it to them just yet, but it doesn't like they're going to, you know, sink anytime soon, so you got to give you know, props to them for, for that. But the Dodgers have had their struggles lately. They're still having some injury issues and the, the Trevor Bauer situation doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon. The Padres, you got to, gosh, it looks like they're kind of, they're sinking fast. They're, I mean. Fernando Tatis Jr. is supposed to come back uh, tonight or tomorrow, I believe. So they need him badly. If he hurts their shoulder one more time, it's over for him. Yeah, that that's going to be. Yeah, that, that's going to be sort of the thing. Like, okay, can they? Because they miss him terribly. If you look at that, look at that, you know, their last couple of games, you know, they're now nine back in the NL West. So it looks like they may have to depend on the wild card. And they're, it's a tough go for the wild card, too. You're dealing with a lot of, you know, the Dodgers 
the Padres. I mean, they're they're the top two right now, but then you've got you know the Reds are starting to you know kind of try to make a go at it. Also, the Mets too. So mm-hmm. you're, you're going to need Tatis Jr. back for that for that stretch. So to at least try to maybe perhaps maybe get an inkling in that in that you know NLS, but we'll see. Yeah, I'll start it with the NLEs first. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, I like Joe Girardi, their manager personally. Chicago's very young, but I don't trust their bullpen. Their offices paraded just like the White Sox, although the White Sox have deeper talent than the Phillies. I don't know if I can trust the Phillies to hang on. We talked about them on our podcast looking at last weekend. Zach Wheeler, who the White Sox were supposed to sign, but Wheeler chose Philadelphia at the last minute. He's been great for them all year. You have Aaron Nolo who's the other top pitcher over there, but I don't like their bullpen and their office is sporadic at times. It's just not consistent for me, for me. Atlanta. If it wasn't for the injury for to uh, uh, um, Ronald Okuno jr. I would have them as the favorites, but uh, they just, even though they're barely over 500 right now, <clears throat> I don't know if I could trust them at the end, the New York Mets, <laughs> as we said before, uh, the starting pitcher, Jacob Dugram, as he goes, the Mets go. I know you got Big Panda over there and Pete Alonzo, but it's just like the rest of the teams just cannot seem to get it going. And I know they got a big series with the Dodgers uh, starting tonight. We'll give you the rest of the schedule and, uh, and baseball for this weekend in just a moment. But they got a big series against the Dodgers. If they want to win the NLEs and be serious contenders come playoff time, you got to beat uh, a good playoff contending teams on your schedule. Uh, yeah, and that's sort of like it kind of benefited from that, you know, small stress of not playing that very good teams. But again, we'll see. I mean, I look at the Phillies as sort of like, okay, do you trust, you know, they're, they've been kind of up and down too. Mm-hmm. They've got some injuries right now. They did salvage their series against the Dodgers, so that helps them a little bit, you know, that 2-1 to one win last night. But, you know, they, they faced the Reds this weekend. I don't, I mean... Jesus, I mean, I don't know who's gonna. I mean, I don't know who's gonna win the NLEs. I, I don't know. I mean, you can, you know, the like I said, the Mets seems like they don't want it. The Phillies seems like they don't want it. Braves are trying to get in there because it seems like they want it, but again, they may not have the firepower to get to the finish line. So I just don't know what to make of that NL East. I just don't. Yeah, the NL West. I'll go back to there. I said the Giants win win that division. I still have them as a wild card favorite. They're not going to go anywhere. So uh, is I think it's going to come down to the Dodgers and the Padres. Who's going to host that wild card game? Do I trust Cincinnati? No. Philadelphia? No. Anybody else outside of Atlanta? No. And so the both those teams that I just mentioned with the Dodgers and the Padres, uh, Padres is, po- is supposed to get back Fernando Tatis Jr. this weekend. And the Dodgers, Trevor Barr is on extended leave again. If you're a smart person, you bet on him not pitching ever again this year, probably not in the foreseeable future. That's why they acquired Max Scherzer from the Washington Nationals at the trade deadline. He's been nothing but tremendous. I know he got the short end on the stick in that rain delay game on Tuesday, but yeah, he's been nothing but tremendous for, for the Dodgers. And Moogie Betts is injured again, so will he go back on the IL? <laughs> it's going to be a fight to the bench. Who's going to stay the healthiest? Because as we said before, the Giants, whether they win the division or not, they're not going away. Yeah, that seems like they're sort of like hanging on and they got to give, you know, give the Giants credit for it. Because like we said in the podcast, Sid, mm-hmm. no one thought, nobody thought that the Giants would be contending. A lot of people thought they'd be selling the trade deadline. But look at them. They're the top of the top of the heap in the National League right now in the West. So 
we'll see. I mean, it should be interesting. And look, they play, I believe they play the, they still have to play the, the Dodgers multiple times. So you got to think that'll help. We'll see what, we'll see the positioning there. But uh should be a fun one. We all thought that maybe the Dodgers would, you know, in the run away and hide in that division. Maybe the Padres, Padres would compete, but it seems like the Giants, you know, now they're up five on the, the Dodgers and nine on the Padres. So we'll see if they can keep it up. Yep. And let's go to the AL East. Of course, you have Tampa Bay, the Yankees, and the Red Sox. Of course, Tampa and Boston are battling out right now. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I know the White Sox played Tampa within a week and a half or so on the road. Uh, Tampa could give Boston a run for their money, but uh, it's going to be a battle to the finish. If I had to pick right now, I'm going with Tampa Bay. I think so, too. I think Tampa Bay will do just enough to win that division. I don't trust the Red Sox. The Yankees, you don't know what you're going to get from them. You know, Like I said, the, I don't think the Blue Jays are ready just yet, but but again, I think the Rays, they know how to win. They got all the way to the World Series last year in the shortened season. So there's no reason, despite you know, some of their they've had some injury issues, but they're hanging on. And like mm-hmm. I think they'll be look, I think they, they could definitely be, you know, make a go at it to sort of be like, I'm not gonna say they're the favorites in the AL, but I think they're definitely right there in the, in the team photo. Yeah, we know what's going on in the AL Central and of course in the AL West. You have Houston in the lead, Oakland's behind them, and third place Seattle. It's going to come down to Houston and Oakland. As I tell White Sox fans now on our debut show here on Sports Zone Chicago, uh, I'm worried about Oakland if they get in if you're a White Sox fan. I know everybody wants to talk about Houston and perhaps maybe Boston, but I'm looking at Tampa Bay. I'm looking at Oakland, too, as those two teams that could uh, do damage to the White Sox come playoff time. Well, I don't think you, if you're a White Sox fan, you don't want, you don't want to see the, the Astros. I mean, Oakland, I should say. You don't want to see mm-hmm. them either, but, you know, you, Oakland is sort of like been a thorn on the White Sox side. Of course, they knocked mm-hmm. them out last year. So on Monday, uh, coming to the South side to play the Sox. Yeah, so that's going to be an interesting series there. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, look, I'm looking forward to that series, and that should be a fun series. And also, too, I mean, we'll see once they we still got like weeks, you know, to go before we get there. But it'll mm-hmm. be interesting, no, no doubt. It will be interesting, Lakina. Let's take our first. <laughs> Our first timeout since we hit the bottom of the hour. We'll be back on the flip side with more sports, more fun. We'll get into football. There's a full slate of games as preseason week number one gets underway, and we'll uh, talk about the Chicago Bears. What do you expect from them tomorrow as they host the Miami Dolphins at Soldier Field at high noon? You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. We'll be right back. I just heard my favorite band is in town. I'd love to get good seats, but everywhere I've looked, the ticket sites have crazy service fees. Haven't you heard of Tick Splits? Who? Tick Splits. They don't gouge you with crazy fees. The price they advertise is the price you pay. Plus a small delivery.
I just heard my favorite band is in town. I'd love to get good seats, but everywhere I've looked, the ticket sites have crazy service fees. Haven't you heard of Tick Splits? Who? Tick Splits. They don't gouge you with crazy fees. The price they advertise is the price you pay, plus a small delivery fee. Never pay service fees again. Go to TIXBLITZ.com today. TickSplits.com. Guaranteed seats, low prices. That's TickSplits.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. Welcome back to Second City Sports Live right here on mm-hmm. Sports Zone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. We apologize for those technical difficulties, but mm-hmm. we still had to get our break in. If you want to join the show via the comment section, you just you could just go to our Facebook and YouTube page as Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, as Sports Zone Chicago, post your comments on the page, and we'll get your comments on on the air for you and on the screen watch if you go guys watching us on facebook and youtube like you know, let's talk some football right now as our chicago bears will face brian flores as miami dolphins on the lakefront tomorrow at soldier field you can watch that game live locally here in chicago on fox 32 at high noon Besides Justin Fields, Lakina, who's uh, who is expected to play, I don't know if he's going to start, but he's expected to play and play a lot. Uh, besides Mr. Fields, who, what else are you looking forward to uh, if, while you're watching uh, tomorrow's Bears preseason debut? Look, I think for me, when it comes to preseason, you watch like the first maybe like half a quarter and then just watch the rest of it because that's how it's going to end up, right? You may see Dalton for one, you know, one series, but – Sorry about that, folks. But yeah, so yeah, yeah you can see the promo code there. <laughs> Sorry yes. about that, folks. Yeah, I was like, still, still playing around with some of the stuff here. But, uh, but um, I mean, I think that look, if you're if you're a Bears fan, I think you definitely want to see what Justin Fields does. What you want to see how the defense looks, some of the other, um, some of the other draft picks. You see how how they look. I know we're seeing, we're hearing all this buzz about how great Justin Fields has been doing. You know. Mm-hmm. Throwing like they have what three or four touchdowns against you know they were scrimmaging against Miami a couple of days ago. Okay, let's let's wait and see him do this in the actual game. In a scrimmage, you're not gonna show all your stuff, both offense and defensively. So you're not like I would say, you know, people need to kind of slow down. Everybody's been, you know, already like putting up statues of, of fields and such, but let's let let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, look, you we want to see how the defense look. I mean, we, like I said, we, we probably won't see like Khalil Mack that much. You won't see a lot of like the top tier guys, so I'm not worried about looking at what they're seeing right now. So I'm, I'm not like I'm not gonna, you know, just just have this make it look good. I mean, like we didn't have no preseason last year. You're gonna see the starters for a little bit, so I'm not like, oh my god, no, I'm not gonna do that. So look, if you guys want to watch the whole game, that's fine. But me, I'm just gonna take a little peek and see how you know all the other you know players look and just. Be just and just enjoy the game and just be happy that football's back. Um, besides Mr. Fields, I'm looking forward to how the offensive line, uh, whoever starts, uh, can, uh, can they pick up the schemes and how well will they work together? And I'm interested to see what's going on with the running game as well. Whoever's running the ball back there, I don't know how much starter David Montgomery is going to play, uh, Damian Williams and. I don't know if those two were even play at all, but whoever's running in the backfield, I want to see if the Bears can establish a strong running game. And on the flip side for the defense, I want to see 
whoever's in there, can they generate enough pass rush? And um, and also to see how that secondary, uh, how they play, because we all know last year the secondary struggle, in particular Eddie Jackson. And so I just I'm looking forward to see, well, the, what those two units do. And of course, going back to uh, Mr. Fields, uh, how well does he read the defense? If things break down, can he make a quick de decision on the run? And how does he command the huddle? All these things are important for a franchise quarterback. So those are the three things I'm keeping my eyes on tomorrow. I mean, like you said, you know, not, you know, Kyle Fuller's not there anymore. He was sort of like the one guy in the secondary that kind of kept things sort of from going completely off the rails for the Bears. Eddie Jackson, unfortunately, has not played very well the last few years. So he's kind of like going to be the guy on that secondary now. So I think he needs to kind of, you know, get things going for him there. And, and, and like I said, I mean, it's going to be a very entertaining game. I mean, of course, like you say, on, on you know the Miami side, you're not going to see Tua very much. You're not going to see a lot of the defensive guys, David Howard, who just got a, got his, his um, contract rework. You're not going to see a lot of him. So, you know, like I think, like I've been saying, you know what, you're, for a lot of these sort of preseason, like I said, these are four like guys that are kind of like, near the borderline of making the roster. So you might see well, those leg round guys. You're probably going to see them probably more, especially when we get to the second half. So I'll watch a little bit of it, but I'm not going to be like totally invested in it, as I'll say. Unmute yourself, Sid. Yeah, first rule in broadcasting, unmute yourself if you're muted, if you're doing it on, on the live stream. But for those of you that, that, that are listening and watching us on, on our Sports Zone Chicago Facebook and YouTube pages, well, what are you looking forward to in tomorrow's preseason contest between uh, the Bears and Dolphins? Besides rookie quarterback Justin Fields, what are you looking uh, forward to? Uh, myself and Lakina just uh, listed our keys to what we looking, we'll be looking for in tomorrow's game. What are you looking for? You can post it on our comments page on our Facebook page and our YouTube page at Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, at Sports Zone Chicago, we'll get your comments on the air. Lakina, uh, as we talked about this before, I don't want to start our NFL preview segments on our preview shows, but I'm looking forward to what, what kind of game that Nagy calls tomorrow as far as offensively is concerned, especially when Mr. Fields is in there. As I mentioned before, Nagy is still on the hot seat as far as I, I'm concerned. This is a big year for the Bears. Even though uh, Nagy has been in the playoffs two out of his first three years, as uh, the head of the Bears, uh, things got ugly last year, and it's, it was carried by this defense. Uh, he's been given given a, a, a little side uh, sign of life, along with GM Brian Pace. But back to Nagy, I want to see how he calls the game tomorrow. He he he. he it, it's clear to me that he likes Mister Fields, and it's also clear to me that he has the tools that he that he wants to work with. So I want to see how that all that unveils tomorrow. What kind of what? kind of game plan that miss will miss the neck you have against the Dolphins defense. Well, like I said before, I doubt you're going to see a lot. You're not, he's not going to show all of, you know, your, your tricks. You don't show your, you don't show all your tricks, you know, especially in the preseason. So I doubt you're, like I, said, I doubt you're going to see much. So we'll see what, we'll see what happens. I mean, look, I'm look. I, I want to see how he does. I want, you know, feels to succeed, but again, I'm not going to like, Okay, you know, we go for a touchdown. It's gonna lead us to like three Super Bowls. No, we're not gonna we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Um, so let's let's keep you know, let's take baby steps. Let's get to you know, let's get through the preseason first. And then if he does well, then fine. If he has your typical rookie preseason, okay, whatever. I'm not gonna 
I'm not even gonna dwell on like if we don't see anything right away. Now, Armando, thank you, Armando, for all the all the support so far. He says he wants to see the game, the run game on offense and the nose tackle play on defense. He has you raise a really good point, Armando. Um, that, that nose tackle position has sort of been like kind of like a hindrance for the Bears the last few years. So we'll see how they played, especially now that you got a new defensive coordinator now. So let's see how how the scheme works. Can Look, can the other defense actually look? Let's also remember to the defense are all all over 30 now for the most part. So I'm looking forward to seeing like what, what are we, you know, if we're, I doubt we're going to, like I said, we're not going to see much, but then we'll see how this new scheme looks because I felt so we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be very interesting though. I think that's another thing I'm looking forward to is that they sort the defense. Yeah. And, the, and you brought up a good point about the, the nose tackle play on defense, because as we mentioned before, uh, they struggled to, uh, in terms of the Bears, they struggled to stop the run last year. Of course, Eddie Goldman was out due to uh, COVID concerns. And I know he has it now, so he obviously he was going to play tomorrow regardless of whether he was on the COVID list or not. But I want to see some of these young guys step up on defense. Uh, can they rush the passer? Can they stop the run? Because uh, the one thing that, that is the problem for this defense, you mentioned their age, is the lack of depth, especially uh, on the defensive mm-hmm. line. I know they run at 3-4, so you have more linebackers than down linemen. But I want to see how the Bears can generate pressure without blitzing, and can they have any sort of momentum in stopping the run? Well, they though. I think that's the thing. Like That's another thing that killed them last year was they weren't able to stop the run. So I, I want to see now you have a new scheme. You know, Are they going to be able to do that? And let's also remember, too, like we've been saying, Sid, they're over 30. How much do they have left? I know – came out that Akeem Hicks wants to finish his career in Chicago. But if you're the Bears, do you want to give Hicks a lot of money, especially the fact that he is 31 now and that he's had injury issues? I think you kind of want to, you know, mm-hmm. you know, stand pat on that. But again, we'll see what happens with that. Goldman. I mean, he's not even back at practice yet. Like, so what, what's the story there? I mean, is it, is it very serious with the, with his COVID? You know, is it, is it just are they just sort of like waning and seeing? And look, he hasn't played a game in over a year, so you mm-hmm. gotta think it's gonna take a, take you know guys like him a couple of you know games to kind of like get back into sort of like the rhythm of it because not playing a four quarter football game. Yes, practice you can do you can get away with sort of like taking breaks and stuff, but you you haven't played four quarter football in over a year. It's it's gonna show. So we're I want to see how. I want to see how, you know, how they look. Hopefully we'll get a chance to see, you know, he hasn't even been cleared to practice yet. So he and others, once we start doing our divisional previews are in that same predicament. So we'll see what happens there. Let's go back to the offense, Lakina. Uh, I'm sure that Allen Robinson will not play tomorrow. I know he's under a one-year contract, uh, the franchise tag. I know they picked up Marquise Goodwin off the scrap heap uh, during the offseason. You still have Javon Wims. I know they traded Anthony Miller uh, to the Houston Texans. But uh, whoever starts at wide receiver tomorrow, uh, who's going to step up to take that number two spot? Will, will it be Goodwin? Will it be Darnell Mooney? He had his moments last year. Uh, or, or is it going to be somebody else we haven't heard of? I, I want to see how the play at, at the wide receiver position plays out tomorrow. It depends on who uh, who plays the longest at quarterback. We assume it's going to be Mr. Fields. So I want to see how Mr. Fields connects, connects with these wide receivers, whoever is on the field tomorrow. Well, and I think that's sort of the thing, right? I know – Allen Robinson's very happy because you know he actually has a somewhat competent quarterback now. Yeah, yeah I think he's feeling pretty good. Um, but it, I mean, you know, will Mooney be? Well, you still got like got Riley Ridley, you got Damian Bird. I mean, 
you know, we don't know what's, you know, how much, which, you know, your whims is questionable for the game. So we don't know what we're going to see there. And I mean, they have a lot of injuries in the offensive line right now. A lot of their guys are questionable. So we'll see if that's going to play a part for the game tomorrow. But I mean, you know, I know a Rob's happy, you know, we'll see how Dalton looks. Like I said, we're probably going to see it for maybe like the first series and that's it. But again, you know how Cohen, you know Cohen, you know he's he's out, so he's still. It, it might be we might not see him till like the beginning of the season, you know, because of, of the surgery he had last year. But and also too, like you said, the defense. I mean, you know, I de- you're not going to see Smith, you're not going to see Trevathan, you're not going to see Mac too much. You're probably not going to see Bilal Mickles. So I want to see how how the how guys like you know Travis Gibson. How does he do? How how about Alec Olotria? Are we going to be seeing a lot of him? I know he's been. You know, playing lights out, but again, we don't know what. To, but again, we don't know. You know, Robert Quinn. I mean, you know, where anybody seen him? Did, has anybody seen him? I mean, come on, Does anybody <laughs> you're doing a Paul George thing. Uh, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> where are you? Where are you? So uh, yeah, so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not expecting too much because you're not going to get a lot. But I want to see sort of like you know, I think I guess guys are excited to see like having preseason games again. Yeah, and uh, uh, shout out to Armando uh, again. He says, I believe Mooney will step up. Uh, I hope so, too, because he had his moments last year, whether it was Nick Foles or Trubisky. He made some big plays, and uh, hopefully he could do it again this year. Now, before we get to the rest of the NFL preseason schedule for this weekend, I want to go back to the defense, Lakina. I know True Front was brought in as a free agent to replace Kyle Fuller, who we lost uh, due to the salary cap. On the flip side, you had Jalen Johnson going into his second year out of the University of Utah. Of course, he missed the last six, seven games last year with a shoulder injury. I, don't, I doubt if he plays tomorrow, but I want to see how, the, like, like I brought up early in this segment, I want to see how this Bears secondary uh, matches matches up. And I'm looking forward to watching Jalen Johnson this year. I thought he had a good rookie year until injuries crept up on him uh, in the second half of the year. But I want to see how this Bears secondary responds, not just – Eddie Jackson because he had a bad year last year, but I want to see how this the rest of the secondary responds. It all you know the secondary is only as good as your pass rush. If the pass rush is not there, your secondary will be exposed and it, it will be exposed in early. That's gonna be sort of the thing, especially with with Jalen Johnson. You know, injuries were, were an issue for him. He was at Utah. He actually was a two time Pac twelve, all, all Pac twelve. I think it was all American as well, but also too it was the injuries. He was sort of up and down. So I don't think we'll see him too much. You know, DeAndre Houston Carson, they seem to really like him. I want to see how he looks. Um, Deion Bush is another guy that they seem to like in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Can he kind of be like sort of like that secondary, secondary guy? But, you know, again, I mean, I'm not, like I said, I think we're not going to see too much of this, the, the the main guy. So we're going to see guys like Bush and Houston Carson and Ogletree and, and those guys. So you see, be seeing a lot of them. So, and look, I think Mario Edwards Jr. I mean, I, he's probably going to be. We're going to see a lot of him too. So, I kind of want to see how this defense looks. Like I said, a lot of those guys are over thirty. You know, mm-hmm. that's sort of like I know I, I keep harping on the age, but again, age, especially when it comes to defense, you're not gonna. It, it's not a good thing. So I think we want to see how they look. And you know, like I said, we're not going to see those top guys, but I want to see how. I just want to see how the team kind of mesh, especially in the new system, because I feel like I don't think Nagy's going to show too much, like I said. So 
I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward. Just looking forward to seeing like seeing football again. I just want. I just we're glad we're, we're finally getting to see how you know preseason football since we didn't we didn't have any have any preseason games last year. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, I think it's gonna it's gonna be a whole lot more anticipation than ever because, like you mentioned, we didn't have any <clears throat> excuse me preseason last year because of the pandemic, and we're only gonna see three preseason games for all these teams this year. So the anticipation is gonna be high. But I, I expect to see many of these teams like St. not St. Louis, uh, New Orleans, or perhaps the Los Angeles Rams and head coach John McVay. They sh- I'm sure they're still going to treat it as a country club. Many of your fans will hardly play or not play at all. Uh, they value the regular season is more important than getting ready during the preseason. So uh, I think you're still going to see the same things. We're just going to have one less game for all these teams to do it. Now, running the scores from the preseason week one from last night, you have the New England Patriots defeating the Washington football team 22 to 13. And the Bell, the state of Pennsylvania, you had Pittsburgh over Philadelphia 24 16. Uh, your games for tonight uh, Tennessee Titans will take on the Atlanta Falcons. Julio Jones, I doubt if he's going to play. He's the new member of the Tennessee Titans now. That game's at six o'clock Chicago time. Buffalo will travel to Detroit to take the take on the Lions. They'll be on the NFL network. That's at six o'clock Chicago time. And then HBO's Hard Knocks Dallas Cowboys will travel to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. That's at 9 p.m. tonight, only on NFL Network. Lakina, are you looking forward to uh, any of these games tonight? Well, at least peep it in. Well, I'll I'll, look, I'll take a peek at all of them. I mean, you know, the Tennessee, Atlanta, I'm sure Julio Jones is going to, you know, get into, you know, going to have some big hugs, you know, for his former teammates. That'll be an interesting one there, like we saw with uh, Rob Rivera and Cam Newton last night as Washington played New England. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, Detroit. I mean, I'm not gonna like I said, you're not gonna see Josh Allen or, or Stefan Diggs, or you're not gonna see a lot of those guys. So I'm not like I might peek at it, but I'm not. You know, it, it's not really gonna be that that you know urgent for mm-hmm. me to watch Dallas, Arizona. I mean, folks are already saying this could be like a potential playoff matchup, <laughs> and also so you got Dak Prescott is still having issues with his elbow. I mean, people are still kind of worried. If you saw. The, the first episode of Hard Knocks, some people are, you know, they're seeing, I guess Dallas had to kind of put out a statement saying that, <laughs> you know, there's nothing to be concerned of, guys. Don't let's don't freak out too soon. Yeah, and head coach Mark McC- Mike McCarthy, quote unquote, acting out of character. Some folks are upset about that, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I might I might pick it that, you know, Arizona Dallas came out tomorrow's games, of course. You got Denver and Minnesota. That should that should be an interesting one. Uh, Cleveland and Jacksonville. These are locally, so if you live in those areas, you'll probably get to peek. In some cases, you'll be able to see them on NFL Network as well. Cleveland and Jacksonville, New Orleans and Baltimore. The Battle of New York, the Jets and the Giants. Cincinnati and Tampa Bay, the defending Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Houston. We know this for sure. Brady won't play. Yeah, exactly. He'll <laughs> be in played. street clothes, probably in a suite somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't even see. I don't even think that he's played a preseason game in like in the last few years. So even before, even before last year, we talk uh, about practice. <laughs> exactly, Houston. That's how he feels about preseason too. Um, Houston and yeah. Green Bay. That's you know that's tomorrow night. Um, Kansas City and San Francisco. We just see we'll see a lot of Trey Lance in that game for San Fran. And no, you're not going to see Patrick Mahomes too much for the Chiefs. Just saying. Um, Seattle and the. No, no, and that's exactly you got the Seahawks versus the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> the battle, the battle of Los Angeles said just meant, mentioned tomorrow night. That should be a fun one. Um, the Chargers and the Rams should be an interesting one there. Yeah, for SoFi State, the first time that state will experience a full crowd. 
Should be interesting. And also, two last but not least, the Sunday, the lone Sunday game. We got Carolina and Indy. And it looks like, you know, Carson Wentz and Quinn Nelson will be back just in time for week one. So, some, you know, a little bit of a celebration there. Some good news for Colts fans. You know, they don't have to worry about having to, uh, Look for a new QB. I mean, they they already have <laughs> they they'll be have their they'll have Wentz there under center in week one. So that's good news there. Also Nelson as well. Yeah, so good news for Colts fans because week one you have the Seattle Seahawks at home. And both if one of both of those guys are missing, it, it, it's gonna be a long day. So we'll we'll see what happens with the Colts. Shout out to Armando again. Father Time is undefeated. I don't know if he's talking about Brady or not, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it's a fact. And we're going to talk about another superstar coming up in our next half hour, which uh, uh, this person is going to have to face as well. And he's been firing back on social media. We'll let you know who that is. Our number one is in the books. Our number two is straight ahead. We're going to talk about the Chicago Bulls and what they've been doing this offseason and the rest of the NBA landscape via free agency. And we're going to have a special guest uh, in the second half of our next hour. So thank you very much for tuning in to Sega City Sports on our new home, live on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. Don't go anywhere. Our number two is straight ahead. We'll be right back. I just heard my favorite band is in town. I'd love to get good seats, but everywhere I've looked, the ticket sites have crazy service fees. Haven't you heard of Tick Splits? Who? Tick Splits. They don't gouge you with crazy fees. The price they advertise is the price you pay, plus a small delivery fee. Never pay service fees again. Go to TixBlitz.com today. TixSplits.com. Guaranteed seats, low prices. That's TixSplits.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. I just heard my favorite band is in town. I'd love to get good seats, but everywhere I've looked, the ticket sites have crazy service fees. Haven't you heard of Tick Splits? Who? Tick I just heard my favorite band is in town. I'd love to get good seats, but everywhere I've looked, the ticket sites have crazy service fees. Haven't you heard of Tick Splits? Who? Tick Splits. They don't gouge you with crazy fees. The price they advertise is the price you pay, plus a small delivery fee. Never pay service fees again. Go to TixBlitz.com today. TixSplits.com. Guaranteed seats, low prices. That's TixSplits.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. I just heard my favorite band is in town. I'd love to get good seats, but everywhere I've looked, the ticket sites have crazy service fees. Haven't you heard of Tick Splits? Who? Tick Splits. They don't gouge you with crazy fees. The price they advertise is the price you pay, plus a small delivery fee. Never pay service fees again. Go to TixBlitz.com today. TixSplits.com. Guaranteed seats, low prices. That's TixSplits.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere.
Welcome back to our number two Ooh. of City Sports right here live, L-I-V-E live on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Miss Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kina underscore McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you, wherever you get your apps. That's Apple, iTunes, uh, Google Play, uh, wherever you uh, get your apps. Make sure you get that Sports Zone Chicago app. You can follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Sports Zone Chicago. That's at Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. YouTube, we're everywhere. Also, you can listen to the audio version of this podcast. Go to our good friends at War Media. That's W-A-R-R Media. They're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube as well. Once again, that's at War Media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as well. So we're, we're everywhere, folks. And if you want to join the show uh, via Facebook, via YouTube, and you want to post, post the comment, you could do so. Just go to our Facebook and YouTube pages. At Sports Zone Chicago, once again, at Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube and Facebook, you know, post your comments. Make sure they're clean and family friendly, whether you agree with us or not, and we'll post them right on the air. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's move, kick off our number two, Lakina Second City Sports live as we talk about these hoops. Lakina, I'm not going to get into the the summer league because I haven't been watching. I'll be honest with you, but. As we talked about in our last few episodes of our podcast, I like the moves that our Chicago Bulls have been making. Of course, they acquired uh, DeMar DeRozan from the San Antonio Spurs. They traded, uh, sign, had a sign and trade deal with Lonzo Ball. We'll talk about uh, the nuances of that deal in just a moment. But they acquired him from the New Orleans Pelicans. They picked up Tony Bradley Jr. On the flip side, uh, you, you lose Daniel Tice. I know he signed a free agent deal with the Houston Rockets. And he's going to do the great things for them down there, even though he, he went for more money. But uh, the Bulls, it looks like to me they're going to do some great things uh, at the United Center come the fall for the 2021-22 season. And uh, you got to give credit to Mark Eversley, the new GM and the new president, uh, Arturis Konishevis. Of course, Zach Levine won a gold medal, his first gold medal at the uh, uh, Summer Olympics in Tokyo about a week or so ago. So, Hopefully he, he picked up some things uh, from the players that he played with and Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard and some of those guys and his division rivals and Chris Milton and Drew Holiday from the Milwaukee Bucks. Hopefully he picked up some tips and some ideas from 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 those guys and, and bring it to uh, the, the Chicago Bulls. The one thing that the Chicago Bulls have been lacking over the over the years is a true superstar and a leader. Now with Zach Levine, will he be the leader in the locker room? Now, uh, now we know that he played great with uh, some of those guys I just mentioned at the Olympics over a week or so ago, uh, getting that gold medal. But who's going to be the leader in the locker room? Sometimes uh, the leader in your locker room is not always the best player. But what kind of leadership qualities will Zach Levine implement on this team? And number two, will he have to quote unquote go out of character? to get the guys going and to rally the troops, we shall see. But I kind of like what this Bulls roster is doing right now. And like I mentioned, the new management and AK and Mark Eversley, they're doing a great job. Let's not forget as well, they added uh, 
Alex Caruso from the Los Angeles Lakers that he he inked a four-year deal. So he's going to bring that defensive presence that this team so desperately uh, needed, especially from the perimeter these last few years. So I like what they did there. And also, too, keep this in mind. Head coach Billy Donovan has parts now. And so uh, uh, we saw the way he coached last year during uh, difficult circumstances. Let's see how he coaches now with, with some horses underneath him. And as myself, along with Lakina McGee, talked about uh, in our last few episodes of, uh, on our podcast, I like to see how the Bulls play up tempo now. You have a point guard in Lonzo Ball that he can, he can get the ball up and down the floor. He can set the tempo. The Bulls can actually run a fast break. Just imagine us watching a game on television or if you're lucky enough to be at the United Center. Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine on one side, and DeMar DeRozan on the other side. Lonzo Ball, nine times out of ten, is going to make the right decision. He's going to throw a lob to Zach and or to DeMar DeRozan. I'm not saying this Bulls team is going to be the new come, new age coming of the L.A. Clippers from a decade ago with Blake Griffin uh, and, and the rest of those guys and DeAndre Jordan. This is not going to be Lob City, Windy City style, but I'm liking the, the potential uh, in that for for next season. And as Lakina rejoins us now, mm-hmm. Lakina, as, as our, uh, informing our audience, we talked about this in our last couple of episodes on our podcast. I like lo- this move for Alonzo Ball. Just imagine him on the break with DeMar DeRozan on one side and Zach Levine on the other side. This could be Lob City Part 2.0 <laughs> as, the, as the Bulls mm-hmm. are filled with expectations for next, next season, but this Bulls team should be uh, fun to watch come the fall. Yeah, sorry about that, folks. Uh, I might wait a little. I might blink from time to time. <laughs> sorry about that, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, these are some great new moves for the Bulls. I'm not, you know, those meathead Bulls fans that say, hey, you know what? Hey, we're gonna be the number 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 one or two seed in the East. No, 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 we're not. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna do that. It, it, look, as long as they stay away from the playing game, if they stay away from the six. You know, the six to eight seed, I think this, I think this team is capable of being the four seed or the five seed. I think we'll see, you know, they, they made all the moves official as Sid just mentioned. So that the Patrick Wills actually looked really good. I, I've watched a little bit of the summer league, you know, the Bulls as a whole have not played well, but I like what I'm seeing from Patrick Williams and you're a better person than I am. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, well, I, I peek in a little bit of it for the summer league. And, and like I said, there was no summer league last year. So. I think that's probably why Williams' development kind of stalled was because he didn't have that sort of that rep. So that's why you have summer league for you know, those top round picks, those younger players. Guys are kind of like on the borderline to kind of come in and just, you know, play and, you know, get some reps in playing in a game like atmosphere. I mean, the crowds have been pretty good for the um the summer league over in Vegas. I'm looking forward to seeing what, what this team looks like. I mean, you've, we've got a great coaching staff now led by Billy Donovan. We've got great, you know, we've got some great, you know, a great starting line that he'll be able to kind of play around with. Of course, you got Alex Caruso. You're going to have Troy Brown Jr. among others. So, look, I, I'm looking like what I'm seeing. Plus, once Kobe White comes back from his surgery, it's going to be even better. So, I'm looking forward to seeing how this Bulls team looks. Like, like I said, they're not, they're not better than <clears> – <throat> They're not better than than Brooklyn. They're not better than um, Milwaukee. I wouldn't even say they're. I wouldn't even say they're better than Philly. I know that. I know what some of the stuff that's been going on with Philly. I wouldn't even put them there. 
I think they could definitely play in the, between like the four to six seed. As long as they stay away from the playing game. I know, I know some folks are saying, well, we should be the top three. No, you're not. You're not there yet. But, <laughs> but, uh, but like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm, if we can at least get to that, if they can at least get to that four to six range, I think though they're in pretty good shape. I think. You're listening to Second City Sports live on Sports Town Chicago, Sports Zone Chicago. Good grief. I got Sports Zone, Sports Zone Chicago, <laughs> along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. If you want to make a comment about the Chicago Bulls, what do you think about the Bulls offseason moves as you see on our screen? For those of you watching us live on our Facebook page at Sports, Town, Sports Zone Chicago. I got to practice that all weekend. I practice that. <laughs> Sports Zone Chicago and on our YouTube page at Sports Zone Chicago. Uh, just make your comments right there and we'll post them uh, right on the air. What do you think about the Bulls offseason moves? Do you think they are a top four, top five team like ESPN, NBA analyst Kendra Perkins has been saying? Or do you think they're just still trading water? Or do you think they still have a move or two underneath that belt? I'll post your comments on our YouTube page at Sports Zone Chicago and, and on our Facebook page at Sports Zone Chicago. We'll get your comments up on the screen. Lakina, uh, two more players that uh, we need to discuss. One of them you brought up a moment ago. That's Patrick Williams. Uh, I'm with Stacey King. He said this during their last regular season game last season. He wants he wanted to see improvement from Mr. Williams in terms of his offense, and I'm with him on that. We saw the potential last season. Uh, he has uh, the defensive game. I know some people call him the baby claw, i.e. Kawhi Leonard. He's not there yet, but you can see some signs. So remember, folks, he's only 19, so he'll be 20 around this time next year. So uh, I'm looking forward to Patrick Williams developing his offensive game. And you mentioned how he's been doing so far so far in summer league. Hopefully he can carry that over to uh, next season. I want to see him develop his all-around game. I'm not expecting him to score 25 a game and be the man because that's Zach Levine's job. That's DeMar DeRozan's job to carry the bulk load in terms of scoring. But I want to see Patrick Williams improve, especially offensively. And let's not forget the drafted uh, hometown rookie point guard Io Dusumu. Now, mm -hmm. should Kobe White not start the season because because of his shoulder surgery this offseason, Io Dusumu will be become that much more important off the bench. He's still going to learn under the superstars in DeRozan and Lonzo Ball in terms of being a, a professional, being a point guard. But uh, Io Dusumu, as soon as he figure, figures it out, he's going to be real good. But he uh, he could take his time because he's not he wasn't he doesn't have the pressure like Derrick Rose did when he was drafted many years ago, which is you know which is really good. Um, but I think if you're exactly being, you don't have to you no longer have to worry about being that guy. You have other guys there. You have DeRozan who's made some game winning plays. You have you know someone like Ball who has improved a lot in the last couple of years, you got someone like Vucevic, you got someone like Patrick Williams, who is hungry to get, to get better. So I think, look, if you're, if you're Zach, I think you're feeling pretty good right now with these moves. I mean, we'll see if more moves are going to be made. I think there is, I think, look, there's some, I think they're going to try to get rid of Lowry. I, I just feel like they've got some offers out there from Charlotte. I think Charlotte was a team. I think there are a couple other teams that are interested in Lowry. We'll see how, you know, how that, you know, plays out. And also, too, you've got Felicio's gone. Yay! He's going to be the <laughs> ultimate fleece. The ultimate fleece, if you will, as I as I call him. Like, the, the fleece, $32 million away from the Bulls for four years. And, you know, D-Way liked him. So they give him a, you know, a you know, $32 million contract for, over the, the last four years. So now he's going to be playing overseas. 
And I think you don't have to worry about that contract. You know, Denzel Valentine will probably end up coaching with his brother, his younger brother, his older brother, I should say, over at Loyola. So we, we don't have to worry about him anymore. So at least he didn't give him a job. <laughs> exactly. So um, I feel I think look, things looking up for the Bulls. I know people are kind of like, you know, they want to sort of, you know, kind of bring up guard packs and things like that and all the other moves. And of course, you know, being younger and more athletic, we end up signing D Wade and Rondo, who are over 30. <laughs> But um, look, I think that this is going to be a very interesting um, season for the Bulls. I mean, look, I'm not, it's not, for me, it's not going to be like top three seed. If you at least get to the playoffs, we haven't been to the playoffs in the last few years. So I'm not worried. I'm not one of those Bulls fans like, oh, we got to get to at least like the the semifinal, the Eastern Conference semifinals. I'm not going to do that. Let's just get to the playoffs first. Let's take baby steps. Yeah, like you, like we mentioned before, uh, this is a, a a step in the right direction for the Bulls. The ultimate goal is to win the championship, but you had to take baby steps first. Uh, Zach Levine has not played in the playoff game in, in ever in his career. I think this is going to be the year to do that. But as we said before in our podcast, looking at the last couple of weeks, as long as this team doesn't have any major setbacks, any major injuries, uh, this team will make the playoffs. You just got to stay out of that seventh spot because unfortunately, that playing tournament is coming back excuse me, next year, even though we have a full 82-game schedule. Why do they do that? I don't know. But, it's all about money. Uh, but besides that, why are they doing it? But that's a whole nother issue for a whole nother time. But uh, uh, there's excitement around this Bulls team for the first time since the Derrick Rose era, and that's been some years, okay? Uh, they're going to have me go down there checking out a couple of games. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about this Bulls season coming up. Uh, the the new management promised us a, a new direction, a new day. So far, so good. We just got to see this team mesh together. It's going to take some time. I know people don't want to hear that, but it's going to take some time. As soon as this group figures it out, you know, I, I think sky's the limit. Well, also, too, we're going to have an actual offseason. Remember, the last couple yes. of years, we haven't. So I think for people to kind of like, we're going to have practices. We're going to have an actual training camp. We're going to have preseason a full slate of preseason games. I think this can only get once they get Kobe White back. I think they'll get even better than that. So it's a good problem to have if you're uh, Billy Donovan. Like I said, I know we know about this thing about the tampering and yada yada yada, whatever. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'm like, look, this is just—I just think it's just absurd. We we talked about it the last couple of weeks with you guys. Do you really, if you're the, the NBA, do you really want to mess around with your you know, with the Bulls, with your number three market? Really? No, no. Even even Miami, like my Miami, like when they're good, like you know they bring in big ratings too. So let, let's don't don't mess around with it. They're just to me, I think they're going to get rid of the tampering rules and they are going to enforce it because everybody does it. Everybody does it. <laughs> it's everybody tamper here, tamper there, tamper yeah, everywhere. Everywhere tamper tamper. So like, come on, guys, stop it, NBA. You're listening to Second City Sports on our new home right here on Sports Zones Chicago, along with Lakina McGee, Ice City Brown. I got that right finally. <laughs> you can um, post your comments on our Facebook and YouTube pages at Sports Zones Chicago. Once again, at Sports Zones Chicago, you you can post your comments on on one of our pages. We'll get them right on the air for you. Make sure you keep them clean and keep them family friendly, whether you agree with us or not. Lakina, let's get to the rest of the NBA landscape. LeBron James, uh, uh, he uh, let it rip on Twitter about a week or so ago. He had to take it down. Uh, of course, uh, he considers member, many members of the media as haters. 
because of the age of the Los Angeles Lakers. Of course, uh, Russell Westbrook is a new addition. Of course, Carmelo Anthony's over there now. And uh, the Lakers look good on paper, but uh, I'm looking at the situation like his last two years in Cleveland the second time before he jumped ship to the Lakers where he's at now. Uh, what did you think about those comments? Or should you take those comments seriously, or do you think it's just uh, being a baby? I wouldn't say he's being a baby, but I think they're valid because you got, I think, what, Carmelo's like the oldest player on that team. And just about, like, what, about a third? I don't say maybe a little over half their squad is over 30. So there is some valid concern. I think for me, you're not going to see everybody play the whole 82 games. You're not, you're only going to see maybe the Brown will probably maybe only play like 72 games or maybe Carmelo is only going to play like 75. And Westbrook, you know, he's sort of the younger guy of those two guys I mentioned. He might only play like maybe 76 or something like that. So you're not going to see everybody play a full slate, you know, regular season game. So I, I just think that at this point, I think I can see both sides of it. I can see where LeBron's a little bit of angry that a lot of media mm -hmm. members are you know feel like they're they're calling the AARP team, you know, who said the Lakers. <laughs> so, you know, but the concerns are valid. But like I said, you're not just keep doing what you're doing. You're not gonna I mean, you're not you're not gonna please everybody. And you know, it's basically I'm not gonna say it's championship or bust, but I would say at least make it to the finals or bust. Yeah, it's championship or bust for the Los Angeles Lakers. Of course, we mentioned the additions that they uh, have already. Going to Russell Westbrook first. Uh, he's coming home to Los Angeles. He's from he's from uh, Compton, I believe. I know he went to UCLA only for one year, and so he's going to help the Lakers. But he doesn't have to do everything. He's missed a triple double. I know LeBron James can put up triple double numbers as well. But if you're Russell Westbrook. Uh, he, uh, him and LeBron can help feed off each other. Both of them don't have to carry uh, uh, the Lakers. They don't have to do everything, rebound, pass, steal, and and set the tempo. Uh, Russell Westbrook would just ease in and play his game. Of course, we all know that he's not a great shooter, but he can still go get you a basket, and he's that dog that you need in terms of setting the, the tone in terms of attitude. So I, I think this is going to benefit each other. Russell Westbrook doesn't have to score 30 at night. That's okay. Anthony Davis's job. To a lesser extent, that's LeBron's job to score 30 at night. Russell Westbrook, I think he, now he'll have some moments here and there throughout the season, as you mentioned, if LeBron James struggles or if he takes a game or two off, same with Davis. But Russell Westbrook doesn't have to carry the Lakers now. Heaven forbid that, that Davis and or LeBron gets hurt like they did a year ago. Then you, you're talking about Russell Westbrook going back to the old Westbrook like he did in OKC and last year with the Washington Wizards. But Russell, Russell Westbrook could ease into his role and not to take on the burden of carrying the whole team. And I think that's a good problem to have, I think, because you don't have to, you don't depend on one guy all the time. You know, Carmelo doesn't have to do a lot all the time. You don't have to, you know, LeBron doesn't have to do much. You don't have to, the owners is probably going to be more or less on AD, I think, Anthony Davis more than anything. But I think look, Russell Westbrook will get his double, will get his triple double here every other game. As long as he's doing that, as long as they're winning, you know, no one's going to care. And, mm -hmm. you know, we'll see what the other the, – the important thing for me is going to be the supporting cast for the Lakers. About half those guys are about as – some of those guys are over 30 as well. And I think that I think that's where the kind of concern is, you know, people make fun of, you know, the, the Lakers and, you know, their ages and whatnot. So, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, you still got some – you got some pretty you know, a solid um like supporting Cassie rule for the Lakers. That was their problem this past season. 
unfortunately, because you know a lot of their their supporting cast just wasn't very good as a whole. So I I think it, it's going to be very interesting though. So you still got Taylor Horton Tucker. That should he should be a a nice a, di- a nice you know, accepting more from him. Dwight Howard mm-hmm. is back over there now, so he's not going to be dependent on too much. You got Wesley Matthews Jr. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you've got like this. Like I said, this is definitely kind of like the. I can see where someone would say they're the ARP team, but again, <laughs> I mean, we'll see how we'll see how much Trevor Reza has left in the tank. You've got you know all these sort of like I don't want to say older guys, but look, we'll see how none looks. We'll see how Malik Monk. I mean, there, there's just so many like yo guys that they're all gonna have to mesh together. So we'll yeah. see how they do it. I know. Before we move on. I know that there's been talks around the Lakers circles that um, LeBron James uh, fought hard to bring in Russell Westbrook. But do you think that Lakers management chose Westbrook over Buddy Hill? Because there was rumor has it that they were trying to work out a sign and trade with Dennis Schroeder uh, to trade him to Sacramento to bring over Buddy Hill. The, La- the Lakers need shooters, but uh, Russell Westbrook was the primary guy in. And this is what happens when you have LeBron James – as as the leader, the face of your franchise, you hand over controls to him. This is what happens. Would heal have been a better fit though for the Lakers? Do you think? I think so. Yeah, I think so too. And and I think yeah, they needed shooters, like you said. And 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 look, I think maybe Westbrook was more like sell for LeBron wants to run. Maybe that's why you know the healed Schroeder trade fell through. We'll probably never know the reasons for it, but. I'm interested to see what how they how they mesh well together. I mean, you know, healed poor buddy healed. I mean, nobody you know, you think of getting traded to maybe the Lakers perhaps maybe you'll know, mm-hmm. play for a contender and then you know something happens that felt falls through with it's just yeah. I, I don't it'll be interesting to see how they all play well together. And like I said, I think age is gonna be the issue here too. Like I said, you're not gonna see all those top guys, all the guys I mentioned who are over 30, you're not gonna see them play a full 82 game slate. You're not just not gonna do it so. We have a couple minutes left before we take our bottom of the half hour break and we have a special guest join us to wrap up the show. But I want to ask you, Lakina, uh, what other signings have uh, caught your eye, caught your eye from around the association? Hmm. Somebody, I think really the more interesting thing is that everyone's still trying to like make moves. You know, we're kind of, we started this whole thing, of, you know, about, you know, getting the big money. You know, Kawhi Leonard got his big money deal. Luca got his big money. We were both as expected. And even, even you know, the Bucks signed Giannis's younger brother, another younger brother. <laughs> uh, there's like, yeah, there's like five. How many does he have? <laughs> there's like, he has four younger brothers. I think he's the, oh, I think he thinks it's like it was Thonis, Thonis, I think that's how, that's who they call him. But I mean, there's really like, you know, nothing. I really like the big sort of like the big thing here is that J.R. Smith wants, you know, he's going back to college. Actually, he's going to college because he went, he skipped college and went straight to the NBA yeah. at North Carolina A&T. And he's a, has petitioned to join their golf team. They Tiger actually have, was 3.0. Yeah, they actually have, yeah, <laughs> A&T actually have, they actually have one of the top golf programs in the country, not just among HBCUs, among the entire country. And he actually does have eligibility since he didn't play basketball in college. So, you know, it, it's sort of totally random, but it's actually pretty cool at the same time. Yeah, and shout out to J.R. Smith, giving back to the community, helping out the next generation. This is not one of the best examples. That I don't know what is. As you mentioned before, like, you know, he did not play a minute of college ball. He went straight to the NBA. So uh, it's good for what these athletes are doing, not just for historical black colleges, but 
in other areas as well. So uh, two thumbs up to Mr. Smith. And I will say though, Dennis Schroeder actually finally agreeing to a one-year deal with the Celtics at Sissy Pro. Since apparently he was offered a four-year deal, but then turned it down. That's yeah, that's that yeah, not a very smart decision there by Mr. Schroeder. It was bad that the Lakers didn't want him back, but then you know you turned down a, a multi-year was was it worth like fifty million dollars mm-hmm. or well, 48, 50 million, somewhere in that range, and then you know, you end up only getting a year deal for still not, not too bad. I mean, it's not like, oh my God, it's like he's going to be poor. <laughs> so if I can afford a house or nothing like that, I mean, I think it's going to be like at least, a, well, at least about six million, a little over under six million. So he's still going to get some money, but he could have gotten so much more. He did not play that well, but yeah, look, sometimes you, you learn, sometimes you got to learn the hard way sometimes. Yeah, you had definitely have to learn the hard way, and those are the facts of life. We're coming up to the bottom of the hour. We have to break for these important messages. You're listening to Second City Sports live here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee and I am Sydney Brown. After this break, we'll have our very special guest discussing last night's Field of Dreams game between the Chicago White Sox and the New York Yankees. And plus, we'll get into a whole lot more with our very special friend and guest. Keep it here on Sports Zone Chicago. You're listening to Second City Sports. I just heard my favorite band is in town. I'd love to get good seats, but everywhere. I've- oh. I just heard my favorite band is in town. I'd love to get good seats, but everywhere I've looked, the ticket sites have crazy service fees. Haven't you heard of Tick Splits? Who? Tick Splits. They don't gouge you with crazy fees. The price they advertise is the price you pay, plus a small delivery fee. Never pay service fees again. Go to TIX. B-L-I-T-Z.com today. Ticksplits.com. Guaranteed seats, low prices. That's Ticksplits.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. I just heard my favorite band is in town. I'd love to get good seats, but everywhere I've looked, the ticket sites have crazy service fees. Haven't you heard of Tick Splits? Who? Tick Splits. They don't gouge you with crazy fees. The price they advertise is the price you pay, plus a small delivery fee. Never pay service fees again. Go to TIXBLITZ.com today. Ticksplits.com. Guaranteed seats, low prices. That's Ticksplits.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. I just heard my favorite band is in town. I'd love to get good seats, but everywhere I've looked, the ticket sites have crazy service fees. Haven't you heard of Tick Splits? Who? Tick Splits. They don't gouge you with crazy fees. The price they advertise is the price you pay, plus a small delivery fee. Never pay service fees again. Go to TIXBLITZ.com today. TickSplits.com. Guaranteed seats, low prices. That's TickSplits.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere.
I just heard my favorite band is in town. I'd love to get good seats, but everywhere I've looked, the ticket sites have crazy service fees. Haven't you heard of Tick Splits? Who? Tick Splits. They don't gouge you with crazy fees. The price they advertise is the price you pay, plus a small delivery fee. Never pay service fees again. Go to TixBlitz.com today. TixSplits.com. Guaranteed seats, low prices. That's TixSplits.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. Welcome back to Second City Sports Live right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. You can listen to us every Monday and Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports Zone Chicago. You can follow us on our Facebook and YouTube pages. You want to make a comment about any of our topics, you can post them on our Facebook and YouTube pages. We'll get them on for you live. Lakina, as we wait hopefully uh, for our special guest to join us since we are less than a half hour away for closing out our debut episode here on sports zone, Chicago, Alex Smith has officially uh, joined ESPN as an NFL analyst. Of course, he was a former quarterback for the Washington football team. He played for the Kansas city chiefs early in his career. He's going to appear on ESPN's various ESPN shows, including Monday night countdown. What are your thoughts on this? He's only going to do it for a part time. I guess they want to kind of like dip his toe into the uh, the broadcast realm and see how it works out. And we'll see if, you know, hopefully he'll be doing it full time. Look, he did a great job during the Super Bowl. We did that, did that, you know, guessed it with Colin Coward one of the few times where I've actually listened to Colin Coward. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I think like we've been saying, we'll be saying it on the podcast, you know, I think he's going to do a great job. And, 
he'll be a great asset. I think he's going to, like I said, I think he's going to end up doing it full time. So I don't, I have no doubt that he's going to end up doing it full time. So this sort of like a, kind of like a feel out basis. I, I look, I don't doubt he's going to do a great job. We might see him call games and perhaps even do some studio work. What about you? Yeah, I hope he does a great job. Of course, he he played quarterback for the, his his entire career, and they uh, and and players who played those types of positions that can see everything on the field, they'll bring some type of analysis, a, a different phase to the game. What uh, what does the quarterback see? Uh, what does the quarterback anticipate? How do you read defenses? The question is, can you translate that to the common fan without dumbing it down? If you can simplify for the average fan at home to uh, to take in. That mm-hmm. that that that's good, and so uh, it, the, the, uh, I think the main thing is a couple of things. Can you translate translate football language to the common man, to the common fan, without dumbing it down? That's one of the things I like about Kenny Smith, uh, the NBA analyst on TNT. He can explain it in a way that everybody can understand, whether you seventy five, fifteen, twenty five, forty five, or whatever, and. And that's what these former players uh, need to take a lesson from Mr. Smith. You can explain it in your own way, but can you explain where everybody can understand? Because now not all these analysts can do that. And so hopefully Al Smith can do that. Also, you're going to have to be critical of some of the guys that you played that you played with or, or against. Can you do it without being personal about it? If you do those two things, you'll be okay. Yeah, I think that's going to be kind of a million dollar question, right? I think you, you you look at Tony Romo over at CBS. I mean, he kind of gives you that delicate balance. Of course, you know, besides knowing what plays, you know, to run and stuff, he can kind of be a little bit critical, but do it in a classy way, like without, you know, being mean about it. I think, I think there's no reason why Alex Smith can't do the same thing. I'm sure R- Robert Griffin III, RG3 will do the same thing when he you know, starts as the ESPN as well. So I think it's sort of like, you know, if you can do it in a way, be cri- be critical without like being mean or being just, you know, flat out, like just rude about it. it you'll, you'll be fine. I mean, the, the, the critiques, look, I'm sure they're not going to, he's not going to be afraid. I'm talking about Smith, not going to be afraid to you know do critiques of former teammates and opponents and stuff. But again, I think he's, he's going to do it in a very like, you know, mild manner, classy way. Yeah, and and that's and that's the way that the uh, analyst should be. You know, like I mentioned before, uh, uh, keeping it simple, not, but not stupid enough to insult you know the audience or insult the fan base. But make it simple for the common man, the common fan, to understand. Because if you don't, it, there's going to be problems. But I, I think Alice Smith, it, it, just like anything that you do, like we're doing here, uh, doing here, uh, doing here on Sports Zone Chicago. I I don't think that you know it's going to take some time with with anything, but it, it you know it's about repetition. The better you get at it, uh, the, the the greater you become. Yeah, and I think that's probably what, like I said, I think that's probably what will end up happening with with him, and we'll see. You know, if he can he can maneuver that, and I have no doubt that he'll. I have no doubt he'll do just that. I think, like I said, he's very smart. You know, he and he knows the game well, so. Look, I know it's sort of a feel-out basis, but I have no doubt he's going to end up doing it, doing it full-time. Yeah, and also Robert Griffith III will uh, do some broadcasting as well, uh, I believe, for ESPN. So uh, I would like to see him and and Alex Smith have a segment together or those two plus Danov or Orlovsky. Uh, the, I think that would be fun, three quarterbacks um, – the three quarterbacks that uh, that that played the game, they know the ins and outs of it. 
Uh, I'd like to see those three have a podcast or a special segment on Sports Center or Countdown, or what have you. I think that would be interesting. I have no doubt that the ESPN brass have, have approached them with that, sort of like having the three of them kind of like do kind of like a quarterback line, like breakdown with some of the college and pro QBs, since I'm sure both are very versatile in that. So I could see them, you know, doing that little, you know, you're, you're gonna, I'm sure you're going to do something similar with Peyton and Eli once they do their thing for Monday Night Football. So. I have no doubt that they're going to, especially, you know, the guys you mentioned, you know, Orlowski, RG3, and, and Smith, you know, they're all, like, under 40, so they, you know, they're a little bit younger, so they can kind of, like, they can kind of, like, speak to what, what's happened recently in the game, so I, I think that'll be a pretty cool thing. They could have it on ES, it could be a weekly segment on Countdown or on one of their college football telecasts and such, so I have no doubt that I'm sure the minds of ESPN minds are probably thinking that. Yeah, and and like you said, it's all about educating the the uh, uh, the football fan, educating uh, the sports fan. Just make it simpler for for fans to understand, and, and make it fun as well, and make it entertaining. Because if you can do those things, that people will tune you around to go somewhere else for their information. Which is something that you don't want. I think you want to. I think you know fans want to see you know breakdowns of games that you know not necessarily dumb it down. You know. But also, you know, have a, a delicate balance between football speak, if you will, and sort of like talking to us like we're grade schoolers, you know, <laughs> talk to us like we're adults. And, and I think that's going to be the thing that's going to separate all that. Yeah. And like you like you just said, it, 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 it all comes down to can you separate yourself from the pack and can you uh, entertain as well as inform at the same time? Can you make it just fun like we try to do here on Second City Sports? If you can't make it fun or interesting, then, like I said before, people are just going to uh, uh, tune you out and they're going to go somewhere else uh, uh, somewhere else for their information. They'll get somewhere else because we have choices out here now. It's not just radio, TV, and whatever anymore. There's many outlets to, to get your information. So you just got to make it interesting and keep the, uh, keep the fan interest at heart. I think that's going to be the thing. I think you, if you want to get, you know, grab those viewers, you know, grab those football, you know, football fans that actually like seeing like the, the nuts and bolts, the, you know, the X's and O's of it. I think you're going to kind of grab that, grab the attention of that. Yeah. You just got to grab the people's attention and uh, keep them informed and, and make, uh, make the fan understand what the quarterback is going through, what the player is, is going through, uh, what types of plays they're running well, what's the anticipation of those plays? Will it be a run? Will it be a pass? What's the different schemes? What's supposed to happen? What is not supposed to happen? Why did it happen? And uh, things along that line. So keep the fan interested and, and engaged. Uh, that's the name of the game. And I think that's what you want if you're if you're a football fan regardless. Um, since we're still waiting on our guests, uh, what – what sort of caught your eye this week among in the in the sporting realm? Uh, again, with with baseball going back to last night's I feel the dreams game uh, between the White Sox and the New York Yankees. Of course, those are two of the uh, premier teams in baseball. Of course, the White Sox are turning it around here in Chicago. The Yankees had their struggles as of late, but they've turned it around since the trade deadline. I think uh, the way the game played last night, the uh, the game from start to finish was a, a classic finish. It was almost like watching a movie almost. Of course, the White Sox jump out on top first. The Yankees battle back. The Yankees 
come back and take the lead in the ninth inning. And of course, you get the dramatic uh, home run from Tim Anderson, one of the fresh young faces in the game. And also, too, uh, he's one of the only the few African Americans that are uh, potential superstars in Major League Baseball. Of course, we talked about it on the show before. Uh, the Major League Baseball has had problems uh, attracting fans of uh, of Black Americans and young people in general. So we now know what Tim Anderson has done in terms of his uh, work on the field, but off the field uh, in the city of Chicago on the South Side in particular. So he's drawn th th those fans in. If if you're baseball uh, with this with this uh, game last night, hopefully you you invited those casual fans to uh, catch baseball and watch those top teams like the Yankees and the White Sox, who are not just up and coming, but they're one of the premier teams in the league. And let's be honest here, Lakina, baseball in the regular season is just like hockey; uh, it, it's is covered regionally until you get to the playoffs, and you get more eyeballs and ears to listen to your broadcast. So. Hopefully, it attracted some new fans. And if we say if, if baseball decides to do this next year, continue to do it uh, year by year or or by annually, hopefully you can catch the uh, 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 more of the common fans who be more interested in watching your sport. Well, I think also too, we've talked about that with um, having not as many African Americans playing baseball. And I think, look, if you keep, I think promotion is the key. If you promote the show, I mean, the, promote the game to African Americans, I think you can definitely, you, you definitely make an impact. I think you know, seeing a guy like Tim Anderson doing as well as he's doing, being one of the you know, probably one of the faces of MLB, and and look, MLB as a whole needs to do a better job of promoting their guys. I mean, mm -hmm. all those years, you know, you wasted Mike Trout because you didn't want to promote him. You know, here's your chance. Mm -hmm. Here's a, a guy that that you know, Anderson that could be the face of your league, who's young, who can hit the ball, who talks the talk, and who could, who backs it up. Why not try to kind of like he? Why can't he be one of the guys? And also, too, he's African American too. You know, like African Americans like to see themselves, you know, in a league <laughs> like like baseball. So, you know, why why not promote him more? Yeah, like I said, Tim Anderson could be that face to promote. Uh, uh, baseball, as far as the African American community is concerned, along with Mookie Betts, I know he's currently hurt playing for the Los Angeles Dodgers, but he won the World Series last year on one of the premier teams in baseball. And I, I, I just see the opening for baseball to do this, but I, I don't know if they're going to follow up on it. I, 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 I hope they do, especially in, in the climate that we're in right now, but. I, I I don't know. Is it needed? Obviously, it's way overdue, but I I don't know if they're gonna do it yet. We'll just have to wait and see. May, maybe the what if if and should the Sox make the World Series this year? Maybe they'll help it a little bit further. But uh, baseball has still has a, a lot of work to do. Well, I think for just for the whole thing about you know, I think I think Curtis Granderson is involved with MLB in some capacity, so I think maybe he can help. I know Tory Hunter is there as well, so maybe they can help sort of promote the game more to inner city kids, especially. And well, again, we'll, we'll we'll see. I mean, I kind of feel like you know, baseball. I don't want to say baseball is at a crossroad, especially now that we don't know if it's officially yet. But I guess they're they're doing a promotion. I guess uh, with, with Barstool. Unfortunately, they don't have a. David Piranoi, who's their founder, has had some issues and has said some, you know, horrific things and hateful things. So mm -hmm. that's probably 
those are probably not the guys you want to do business with. I'm just saying. So I'm, I'm kind of like, you know what, if you really want to, this isn't going to help your cause with people. If you, you know, try to, if you do business with an organization that's had, a, that's had a history of not doing and saying not so nice things and doing some not so good things. Lakina, I'm going to do an Alex Smith and RG3. Can we take a, a quick timeout? Hopefully we'll have our guest, uh, our very special guest, real quick to discuss last night's uh, Field of Dreams game. You're listening to Sega City Sports Live on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee. I am Cindy Brown. We'll be right back, hopefully with our special guest. All right. I just heard my favorite band is in town. I'd love to get good seats, but everywhere I've looked, the ticket sites have crazy service fees. Haven't you heard of Tick Splits? Who? Tick Splits. They don't gouge you with crazy fees. The price they advertise is the price you pay, plus a small delivery fee. Never pay service fees again. Go to TIXBLITZ.com today. TickSplits.com. Guaranteed seats, low prices. That's TickSplits.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. Welcome back to Second City Sports, right here live on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. We were supposed to have our special guest on, but due to technical difficulties, we'll have to res uh, reschedule our special guest for a, a future show down the road. Lakina, um, we were talking about how can Major League Baseball uh, 
promote their African-American stars like Tim Anderson of the White Sox and Moogie Betts of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, uh, as I mentioned before, they have a lot of work to do. And maybe uh, if the Dodgers and White Sox play in this year's World Series, uh, they'll further promote that. But uh, I know that the White Sox uh, have done uh, more than enough to promote Tim Anderson. He's on their uh, promos for Take It's and uh, the change the game hashtag on social media. Of course, he had his own bobblehead date earlier this year. I had the pleasure to have one of one of those bobbleheads. So the White Sox are doing their job. I just want uh, Major League Baseball as a whole to do their job. Well, and I think that's sort of like, like I, like I just said, I mean, a couple of minutes ago, this has sort of been the problem with MLB the last few years is that they haven't been able to promote any of their players, mm -hmm. no matter what, you know, the race of the players. So, I mean, Having someone like like Tim Anders, especially since the White Sox are doing well right now, I think this is sort of the perfect opportunity to perhaps promote promote someone like a you know have have him be sort of one of your faces for for the major leagues because I think he's definitely the guy that can definitely sort of be that next face, if you will. So I think MLB needs as a whole needs to do a better job of promoting their their guys and. And it's not just the black players, it's like with, with all mm -hmm. their players, basically. Yeah, and hopefully, too, you'll get some more of these uh, big-name stars in the bigger markets, um, not just New York and Chicago and, and Boston and Philadelphia. You, you need stars in those markets, but those Marlins markets as well, and the, you need those teams to start winning, like the Florida Marlins and the St. Louis Cardinals teams, and, and those Marlins market teams like Oakland, they compete every year in Houston, so... Baseball, I think I don't know if you caught the comments from Frank Thomas this past week, and he he talked about it as well. I think believe he was on one of the shows on CBS Sports Radio. He uh, mentioned that baseball needs to do a better job of promoting the stars. We see what happens in the NBA uh, with basketball; uh, their stars are promoted, but they are promoted in in the different aspects of entertainment within their realm. Let's be honest: the hip hop culture has taken over the NBA over the last. 20, 25 years or so. So they, the, the NBA knows their market, whether you like it or not. And you see these players appearing in charity events and music videos and movies and things along that line. So they're using other avenues to get uh, people who are on the borderline to watch their product. As we had our good friend, Miss Rachel Kopchak from the House of Hockey podcast in Chicago's very own uh, on our podcast recently. You can check it out at War Media right here on YouTube and on our podcast at War Anchor. Uh, we, uh, I, I expressed my opinion to her that hockey needs to do a better job pr to promote uh, their sport. Yes, you got the hardcore fan, but you, you need to go outside to attract more fans who are on the fringe of uh, watching or having interest of watching your sport. Now, football doesn't have to do that as much, but the NBA has the blueprint on how to attract fans and new fans. And so baseball has to do the same thing. Hockey does as well. Well, and I think well the NFL really doesn't have to do it that much because they are it's already mm -hmm. kind of natural because you already got you've got the guys you know the guys are doing commercials you see Mahomes mm -hmm. doing commercials all the time you just saw yeah. you know the Summit commercial with Tom Brady and Steph Curry among others and mm -hmm. that aired a lot during the Olympics but and I think look the promotion for baseball I think there just needs to be a better they just need to do a better job period and and like you said hockey too I mean. Mm -hmm. Look with ESPN and now Turner being the new home, 
I think there is going to be more emphasis on trying to promote the game, to, you know, the NHL to a younger audience and more casual fans, especially mm-hmm. if you know, if the Rangers do well, if the Blackhawks, we'll talk about them in a little bit, do well. Yeah. So I think that look with with the, with baseball, I think look, you've got people know who people know who Mookie Betts is. People people know who you know some of the players there. You know who Aaron Judge is. You know. You may know a little bit about Tim Anderson. You know, you may not watch the White Sox very much. At least you know who he is. And so I just I just feel like I think that the MLB, I think also the NHL too, to some extent, needs to kind of do a better job. I think the NBA probably does their their, you know, does a, a great job of promoting their respective, you know, you know, teams and players and such. And plus I think the players do it themselves. The problem is that with you know in the MLB you're kind of constricted, so you really don't know how you're going to be able to promote yourself. So as a as a whole, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, but I think if the White Sox keep doing what they're doing, if they go far in the playoffs, I think if you're MLB, you gotta especially if Tim Anderson is sort of the reason why the White Sox go far in the playoffs, you're not going to have a choice but kind of make him your face or one of your face at the very least. Yeah, so like I say, we'll see what happens as the uh, the regular season uh, comes to a close in the next uh, month and month and a half or so. Hopefully, like I said, the White Sox if they do well in the playoffs, it'll be bigger, better things not just for that franchise, but for Tim Anderson, but for the uh, the the uh, the um, front office of baseball to promote him and to promote other Black American superstars as well. Like 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 I said before a few moments ago, Moogie Betts. Uh, even though it's a short season, uh, he was one of the, if not the face of the Dodgers team last year, uh, winning that World Series. Hopefully, if Tim Anderson does the same thing for the White Sox, uh, it would get more black uh, youth interested in baseball and get more youth coming to the game of baseball. Uh, as far as tickets are concerned, I know um, uh, the White Sox as a whole have been doing very well in attendance this year. Before everything opened up back in late June, they had a capacity sellouts. And tomorrow's game against the Yankees, they have a day off today. Both the Sox and the Yankees have a day off today. There's a traveling here to Chicago to finish up the weekend series, which kicks off tomorrow and Sunday. I know tomorrow's game is sold out at Sox Park. I'll be going to the game on Sunday. So uh, the tickets are affordable, especially in Sox Park. So if, if you're a fan, you want to go, in particular, the people that look like us of a melanade descent, yeah, you have an opportunity to go. Like I said, tomorrow's game is sold out, but there's still some tickets available for Sunday's game. It starts at twelve dollars. So, if you uh, want to go see Tim Anderson, you can go. You know where to go get them. Go to the Sox team website; they'll direct you uh, where to get your tickets. So, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, what Tim Anderson did last night this is not just for the White Sox, but for the interest of Black Americans that are on the fringe to uh, get back into baseball because it was not before basketball took over in the late 70s into the 80s looking that baseball was the number one sport in our community. Well, and also to also football too. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I don't want to say it's, it's it's less expensive, and plus it's easier to get into the pro ranks. I don't want to say it that way, but mm-hmm. if you get drafted in the major leagues, you probably have to go. It's, unless you're really, really good, you have to go to – you know, triple A or sing or double A or even single A, and it may take you a while to come up in in the majors and the big show. So, there's that's another reason why you probably don't see a lot of African American participation in baseball anymore. But like like we've been saying, I mean, if you can get guys like Mookie Betts, guys like mm-hmm. who has a couple of World Series racing, if you got have a guys like Tim Anderson sort of help promote your sports, you can kind of turn the <coughs> corner on that. But again. 
Major League Baseball has to do the work. Yep. And uh, Armando Laura Jr., who's been chiming in all day, thank you for your so much. Yeah, thank you so much for your support. Tell everybody you know to follow our show right here on Sports Zone Chicago every Monday and Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Chicago time. He said there's a program called RBI Baseball in major cities. Yes, including here in Chicago. Thank you for the information. We are aware of that. And I know it's been helping out some some kids, but let's see if it helps them out a little bit more. And then he adds on to the comments uh, saying that is run by the head coach of Morgan Park, uh, Ernest Radcliffe. Yeah, shout out to him as well. So. I have a yeah, I have a um a young friend. You know, we know his family pretty well. He's actually is a part of that. He's going to be going okay. to Xavier Xavier of Louisiana, the Xavier University of New Orleans, just outside New Orleans, and he's on a baseball scholarship. So yeah, and I think he is in that program. Armando's been Armando alluded to. So yeah and and look i mean you need we need more programs like this throughout the mm-hmm. country not just just outside the major cities you also look you also have african americans that live outside the major cities as well so mm-hmm. maybe you'll tap into that market too yes uh lakina we're running out of time and you brought it up a few moments ago of course uh the chicago blackhawks uh, are going through it in other in uh, in the other situations we won't mm-hmm. get into that here but uh two heartbreaking stories this week since we have a couple of minutes left we run up against it as we near the end of the show, but radio analyst Troy Murray is battling uh, cancer right now. We hope he beats it. You get you get our support from right here at Second City Sports and all of us here on the staff at Sports Zone Chicago. Uh, good luck with your treatment. I know you're gonna have a uh, a battle on your hands, but we're with you. Uh, our well wishes and our positive eyes go to you and the entire. Blackhawks organization. Uh, you're a great radio analyst on, along with John Weiderman on WGN Radio here in Chicago. So uh, good luck on your battle. I know you're going to go through. I know Eddie Olchek went through it with his a few years ago, came out uh, great on yes. the other side. I expect Mr. Murray to do the same thing. And of course, um, Mr. Tony Esposito, uh, the big old Tony, Tony O. Yeah, he passed away early this week at the age of 78 uh, with his battle of pancreatic cancer. Of course, he was the goalie uh, before we were born. Lakina, uh, he he played in the seventies. He was part of that Stanley Cup team in 1971, which lost to Montreal in Game Seven at Old Chicago Stadium. But uh, he still posted up great numbers. He's a Hockey Hall of Famer. Of course, the Blackhawks brought him back as a, an ambassador about a decade and a half ago. Of course, you saw him at the parades in 2010, 2013. In 2015, as part of the organizations, as the uh, the legends were brought back, thanks to John Madonna and uh, Rocky Roots, who's still the owner over there now. So, uh, uh, peace and love to the Tony Esposito family uh, on their loss. Uh, I never got a chance to interact with him. I never saw him play live, obviously, but I saw clips of him. He's one of the best goalies of all time. Uh, the Blackhawks organization brought him back before uh, he passed away earlier this week. Shout out to the Blackhawks organization, but the the, the Blackhawks uh, just uh, uh, a big uh, condolences to the Blackhawks organization. They're really going through it right now. Well, Tony Tonio was the first goalie in NHL history to win thirty games in seven consecutive seasons. Only since then, five others have joined him: Marty Brodeur, Ken Dryden, mm-hmm. Mika Kuprasov. Ryan Miller and Roberto Luongo. So mm-hmm. a very small list there that Tonio started. And, you know, you know, Makita and, you know, Tonio, I mean, those, those were sort of like the corners, those those early Hawks, you know, teams back in you know, the 60s and the mm-hmm. early 70s, you know, back when 
the Hawks were, you know, were really good at competing for Stanley Cups. So just a, it's been a tough, you know, last few weeks for the, for the Blackhawks, though. Yeah, shout out to Armando once again. All up in the comments. He says, <laughs> I saw Esposito play when I was a kid. He was special. You're well, you want a lucky few, Armando. And you're aging yourself, too, Armando. You don't, yeah. <laughs> you're aging yourself, Armando. I'll be ashamed. <laughs> Don't be ashamed though either. So we like that. So yeah, we you know didn't. But he was actually even better guy any as he was a hockey player. Everybody mm -hmm. says that you know their interactions with him were just just one of the nicest guys in the league and also too around the Blackhawks organization. So you know I thought the first go out to him and his family. That was that was tough to hear when the Blackhawks announced that news earlier this week. Yeah. So that's going to do it for our debut episode of Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee. I am Cindy Brown. You can catch us every Monday and every Friday right here on Sports Zone Chicago live, L I V E live. We're not pre recording. Doing it live. Anymore. Yes, live and in living color every Monday and Friday from noon to 2 p.m. That's 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern time. That's 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Mountain time, 10 a.m. to noon West Coast time. For those of you in Hawaii, we love you, but you can figure out your time zone your damn selves. <laughs> but you you it's can like, it's like it's like 10 a.m. there, I think. Well, that's West Coast time. Like, Hawaii, yeah, I believe, well, is like two or three hours like behind. Eight, West yeah, well, Coast. it's like 8 a.m. I think. It's like 8 a.m. I believe. 8 yeah. to 10 a.m. Hawaii time. So yeah. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> you can Google it if you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> you can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80 S I D K I D A Zero. S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. And you follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan underscore McGee on the IG. You can follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. As just by simply searching for Sports Zone Chicago. Search for Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. Same way with our audio version of this podcast. Second, uh, um, second city sports, our audio version of the podcast at war media. Once again, at WAR media, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at war media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I think I got everything covered. Yeah, I think you got that right. So, I'm yes, right. Armando, Armando, we'll see you Monday too, and we'll see you guys Monday. So, yes. you know, tune in to second city sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago, like Sid said, on our Facebook and YouTube page. Don't you know, don't be afraid to comment, you know, on some of the stuff, you know, we were talking about. And also, too, you know, you can catch the episodes right here as well if you missed them live. Yes. Where the heck ha what happened to you guys? Come on now. What are, what are you doing? <laughs> what are we doing? But, uh, yeah, so, you know, for Sid, I'm Lakina. You know, stay safe out there, everyone, and be good to each other. And wear your mask and wash your hands. This has been Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. And we'll see you guys Monday. Go Sox and Bars till Monday. Holla. <laughs>